Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is made possible by our supporters over on Patreon. If you'd like to support the show and get your own RSS feed with ad-free shows and extra episodes every month, then head over to patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. to another edition of the Nerd Cave Retro Show. My name is Jason Robbins. And my name is Derek Diamond. And um, so let's go ahead and get this out uh, out of the way before we, uh, we we go into what we've been doing this week. We are going to do the top five for next week is going to be top five scariest gaming moments. We were going to do jump scares, but we, we were talking about it um, with, with Rampage in the chat room and Joey Image in the chat room. And uh, they already know two of mine, (laughs) but uh, but yeah, next week we're gonna do top five scariest gaming moments. So that's gonna be to start off October with a bang. Uh, My number one, playing Zelda Two: The Adventure of Link for the first time. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I I don't know. That'll be an interesting uh, list to come up with because I haven't played a ton of horror games, Mm -hmm. but. There are scary moments that can happen in other games too. So yeah, that'll be a. I'm I'm looking forward to the challenge of coming up with that list. I already got like three right off the top of my head that I know are going on my list. So I might actually have some runners up on that list. Top five plus ten honorable mentions. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, how was your week? It was good. You know, things have been been steadily busy. I can't believe that we're about to be in October already september i feel like it just started um yep. things have been you know pretty busy with work and then doing you know um you know some side jobs and whatnot like working football on friday nights um working a couple of weddings in october and november and um other than that just um 
that and doing the whole podcast thing. What um, about you? Yeah, I, I do want to pre- uh, pre- for the top five. Joey's asking in the chat room says, "Does it have to be horror?" Um, like his first time fighting uh, Mike Tyson on NES. Like, yeah, that counts. Like <laughs> that actually counts. So yes, that could be that could be on the list. So anything that scared you in gaming is allowed on the list. Uh, Rampage says my number one buying the next Sonic game, hoping it's good. <laughs> uh, you're you're cutting Derek deep when you say Shit. things like that. Catching all kinds of strays, but we haven't even gotten to the meat of the show yet. <laughs> oh man! But I've been playing a lot of F Zero ninety nine over the last few days. Have you tried it yet? I have, and it's pretty nuts. But it's it's the fun kind of crazy. Yeah. I I haven't played it enough to really compare it to say like oh is it as good as you know Tetris ninety nine or Mario thirty five, um, but I'm I'm really enjoying it so far. Getting a little better at it though. I did finally break the top fifty the other day, so um, it's really hard to get a high rank in that game. It's really hard. Yeah, I haven't made it close to fifty yet. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'll get I'll get there at some point. Yeah, I know I will. I'll 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 I want to at least be in the top twenty at some point. But man, that game is insane with the amount of people that are on those tracks. It reminds me a little bit of uh, playing, you know, like a multiplayer matchup in Halo, where you only use the rocket launcher, <laughs> yeah. and there's just like pure <laughs> chaos. That's what I love about F Zero Ninety Nine is. There's really no strategy. Yeah. The strategy is to survive. That yeah, that's all I've been doing. I haven't been trying to win. I haven't been trying to like, you know, go up in rank. Literally just trying to survive the entire race. That's all I've been trying to do. I haven't lost a race yet, but I haven't uh, I'm right there in the middle. Like uh, I think I only broke the top 50 one time. Most of the time I'm around 65. Yeah, the highest I've gotten is like 76, 77, somewhere around there. Yeah. So getting a little better at it. It is funny because the two games I've been playing could not be more opposite. Really? I started playing Harvest Moon again. Oh, yeah? Because it's on the yeah. um, the Switch Online store. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I haven't played this game. I don't think I played it since I reviewed it years ago on the show and have just been kind of immersed in it. I actually started a, a game a couple of weeks ago of that. And I got through the beginning tutorial, little tutorial thing, and then um, didn't know what I was doing. So I saved it and was like, I'll just come back to this later because I have no idea what to do. It doesn't really, like the tutorial doesn't really help. No, like you it just, just kind of throws you in. It just sort of does stuff for you. And then it's just like, okay, go. Uh, 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 all right. Well, that wasn't much of a tutorial, but all right. Don't know what to do, so I'm just going to save. I've never completed the game before because you have to, you basically have to re, I want to say reconstruct, but renovate this ranch that you've inherited. Mm -hmm. And you have, I think it's like two and a half or three years to do it before your parents come to, you know, to check on it or whatnot. So you get to do things like, you know, you have specific crops that you can plant, um, you can get married. there's all kinds of cool stuff you can do. And there's a little bit of a storyline involved too, but it's mostly just like, a. what would you compare it to? I guess a strategy game, maybe, 
But I don't know if I would really put it in that category. I don't know what you would call it. It sounds to me almost like a, uh, like what, um, what's the, uh, what's the game that Nintendo put out during the pandemic that we all got crazy for, for a little bit? Um, oh, Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing. It kind of sounds like maybe a little bit of that, but not as in depth. Yeah. I, I would go with that. Yeah, and I've never played um, Stardew Valley either. I've been really interested in playing that game. I've heard nothing but good things about Stardew Valley. I haven't gotten as in-depth in Stardew Valley as I did in Harvest Moon, but from what I've played of it, I really enjoy it. Yeah. Um, other than that, I haven't been playing too many other things. I mean, other than what I'm reviewing tonight, just been playing a lot of F-Zero 99 and um, trying to survive. That's pretty much all I've been doing. Sir, if we ever review that game, it should be called Surviving F-Zero 99. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we got a little news to get to. You ready to jump into it? Sure. Here, let's see right here. Some of tonight's stories were submitted to us by I Am The Rampage. Happy birthday, by the way. Mr. Rampage. Yes, sir. Happy birthday. Uh, and if you have a story you'd like us to cover, send them to nerdcaveretro at gmail.com. And this first story is from uh, siliconera.com. New Capcom beer mugs feature Resident Evil, Mega Men, and MHR. Capcom announced a new line of glass beer mugs based on the super tyrant from Resident Evil, Lan Hikari from Mega Man, and Mega Man Battle Network, and the guild manager for Monster Hunter Rise. Each mug costs uh, 3,300 uh, 3, yen, or about $22. And they're expected to release in Japan on October 26th. The new Capcom glass beer mugs are now available for pre-order from the eCapcom online store. Um, does it say if these are going to come to America or not? Um, it does not i looked at the website earlier and everything's entirely in japanese so i hope they do because even though i'm not a huge resident evil fan the resident evil one with the super tyrant on the front looks really freaking cool yeah i really like that one that one's so cool uh, it, it reminds me of like i don't know how many breweries you guys have over um, near biloxi but we have a ton here in pensacola and they all have like their specific, you know, types of beer, and they have like cool names and like neat labels and whatnot. And this reminds me of that. So I think this is really cool. Oh, I think you can actually uh, buy these outside of Japan. Um, I went to the website and there's a pop up that comes up that says customers living outside Japan shipping to 228 countries and regions available. So I'm pretty sure you'd be able to get these mugs. If you just go to the website, um, it's ecapcom.com slash shop. I'm just saying that Super Tyrant would look pretty cool on your uh, your background there. <laughs> yeah, I think it would too. <laughs> you should situate your Darth Vader statue to where it's holding the holding the mug. I might have to do that. I mean, $22 is not bad. I, I don't know what shipping would be. Shipping might be a little outrageous from Japan. Yeah. I feel like shipping's outrageous for anything. Yeah. And plus it's days. glass. It's going to have to be packed a lot so it doesn't break. Yeah, it's going to have to be packed in like four layers of paper, <laughs> then inside a box, yeah, and then another box. Yeah. 
But I mean, if you're Let's, interested, just uh, head on over to uh, the e-capcom shop and uh, pick yourself up a, a brand new beer mug. Absolutely. Next up, from our favorite site, NintendoLife.com, the Famicom just won an award at the Tokyo Game Awards 2023 and says, my battery is running low. Um, let's see. Actually, you take the story because I got to plug in my laptop. I okay. thought it was plugged in. <laughs> says, uh, at this year's annual Tokyo Game Awards, which are held during the Tokyo Game Show, the family computer known as the Famicom, or NES to us, won the Minister of Economy Trade and Industry Award. Uh, that's a rather long title for an award that recognizes someone or something that has contributed significantly to the growth of the Japanese games industry. Official website says that rather than just being a hit toy, it laid the foundation for the world's game industry, which has continued to develop for 40 years up to the present day, and that the video games industry would not be where it is today without the Famicom. For reference, from software president Hidetaka Miyazaki won the award in 2022. And, uh, see, Takashi Tezuka, a game designer and assistant director on the original Super Mario Brothers, who is a longtime Nintendo employee, is also producing year this year's Super Mario Brothers Wonder, accepted the award on behalf of Nintendo. Uh, he said, the game designer said that this award should be shared with all of the developers who create game created games for the Famicom. A nice little comment. That's pretty cool. I, I yeah, like this that. is a... Yeah, and sorry about that. I thought no, my okay. uh, I kind of set up in a in a rush today, so thought I'd plug my laptop in, but I did not. So, um, yeah, th this is really cool, you know. And I I, I was I want to say blown away, but I was really surprised when I saw the the headline saying that you know a, a Famicom is still winning an award in 2023. So that's um that that's really really cool. Yeah, and um. I, I... It's pretty much just a lifetime achievement award, which, you know, true, but I, it's still technically an award. Yeah, I mean, I I think uh, the Famicom and the NES deserve all the awards ever that have ever been made because those oh the NES is the grandfather of uh, modern gaming. So, and if you don't think it so, is. fight me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't wait to see Twitter tomorrow. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take this last story. Uh, this is from JurassicOutpost.com. Sega Genesis Jurassic Park games join the Classic Games Collection. Limited Run Games recently announced the upcoming Jurassic Park Classic Games Collection featuring vintage Jurassic Park video games from the NES, Game Boy, and SNES consoles. We talked about this a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. uh, the collection just grew in size with the addition of even more classic titles, Jurassic Park and Jurassic Park, the Rampage edition. I didn't Ooh. know Rampage had a, <laughs> a game named after him. <laughs> like, is he the only one that's allowed to get it? Like, is this specifically for him? Yeah, this is, is late birthday gift? specifically for I Am the Rampage, because he had a rough birthday uh, the other day, and yeah. uh, he deserves um, some Jurassic Park games made just for him. And he's going to have a little note that's in the, the box and it's just going to say rampage in all caps with like 30 A's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and 10 exclamation points. But you know, th this is really cool. You know, I uh, Jurassic park is one of the most iconic movie series of all time, especially that original uh, movie. The effects still hold up. I watched it not too long ago on TV. I never played any of the games, but I, I do remember you saying that th they weren't 
the best games you've ever played? Well, I don't. They're not bad games. They're just the NES one is really repetitive because it's that overhead, um, almost like a. Um, zombies ate my neighbors like that kind of top down thing but it gets really repetitive and it's kind of longer than it needs to be and the Genesis one is completely different like it's a side scroller and you can play as either Dr. Grant or you can play as a raptor which is kind of awesome which I have tried to play the game before it's a little too hard for my taste but I don't know. It might be nice to to have a couple of new copies of these games. Yeah, and I, I'm kind of leaning towards getting this because I never played any of the games. And you can pre-order yours now at the Limited Run Games website uh, up until October 15th. Uh, see, the classic games collection for the Switch uh, is going for 40 bucks for PS, And same thing for PS5, 40 bucks. Um, there is a prehistoric edition for 150, which uh, comes with a steel book. And let's see, see details. It includes a physical copy of the game for the Switch, a mini cartridge replica collection, a VHS style box, That's and cool. a uh, an acrylic lamp that uh, shaped like a raptor. Uh, have you seen? Uh, here's one pretty cool: the classic games prehistoric edition for the Switch. Well, let's see what all comes in this. This is 150 bucks. What all comes with this one? Let's see. Come yeah, that, on. that's the that's the one I'm looking at. Oh, is that the one I you're looking? Look, yeah. Okay, because I'm looking at the uh, the classic edition for the PS5 and the PS4, and they're they both look like the um, the the VHS box as well. That cartridge collection would be pretty cool to have as a display item. I'm not going to lie. Joey Image says he doesn't even like Jurassic Park. Who hurts you, sir? Who hurt you? <laughs> I mean, if you want to say you don't like the sequels, I can understand that. But How can you that original like movie is still great. One of the most perfect movies ever made. Yeah. We got to talk, sir. <laughs> next commentary track, yeah, Jurassic Park. That's going to be our next commentary track. But uh, that brings us to the end of the news. And now it's time for this month in video game history. <laughs> On September 4th of 1986, Sega releases the OutRun racing game for um, the arcade, and OutRun was, is still, to this day, one of my favorite driving games in the arcade. If I ever run, if I see an OutRun, um, the sit-down console out in the, in the wild, I will instantly play it. I love OutRun. It looks like a really fun game. It just looks like that typical arcade-style you know, racer from the mid-'80s. Um, I really like the the flyer too. You know, it almost looks like a a classic road sign mm -hmm. that I yeah. think looks really cool. So, um, I can't remember if I've played this or not. I know I've heard of it, but I don't know if I've played it before. Uh, Sega Outrun was everywhere back when I was a kid. Like you could not go into an arcade and not see like four of them sitting side by side because it was a whole like console where you sit in it. Like actually, if you scroll down on the Wikipedia page here, you'll see 
the uh the cabinet the outrun cabinet that's awesome yeah i i want that it looks almost like a hot wheels car it does <laughs> yep that's if really get, cool if you were to get one of those and a, and one of those car beds you'd be set <laughs> yeah right <laughs> September 28th of 1990, Capcom releases Mega Man 3 for NES in Japan, introducing the characters Rush and Proto Man. Mega Man Slide is introduced, and Capcom's character cameos. Mm-hmm. Where does Mega Man 3 rank on your Mega Man list? I like Mega Man 3. I definitely like it more than one, but two is still my all-time favorite. Um, three is probably... It, if I had to rank them, it would be two, three, one, and then four, five, six. But I've only I played still... a little bit of five and six. I don't really remember them all that well, to be honest. I need to actually go back and play those and review them. But, you know, the first three games are just, those are classic Mega Man to me. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Uh, September of 1999, Sega and Sonic Team release Sonic Adventure for the Dreamcast. I was so excited when this game came out, and it doesn't really hold up that great. Like, I still like the storyline. It has one of the best stories of any of the Sonic games. It's got a great villain, uh, besides Robotnik. But uh, the, the graphics are bad. The voice acting isn't great. The, the dubbing from Japanese is really, really, really bad. Hmm. Like, when I, I can't use enough reallys before bad. Like, it's really bad. <laughs> I wonder that if being I said, have, I wonder if I have a copy of this for my Dreamcast. I might actually review this and see if it's as bad as you say it is. And, and there are still things that I really like about it. It's just a game that does not age well yeah. at all. Well, I'm looking at some of the screenshots here, and it's definitely they were. Looks like this is when they were trying to move him into the the 3D realm. Yeah, this was the the first major um, 3D Sonic game. Mm, Sonic 3D that. Blast is technically the first, but it wasn't like as big or like hyped up as Sonic Adventure was because this was like a launch title for the Dreamcast. Mushmouth is screaming in the chat room that Sonic Adventure 2 is one of his top five games of all time. I don't dispute that. Sonic Adventure 2 is a great game. It it still has its flaws, but it, it vastly improves on Sonic Adventure 1. I'll, I'll agree with that. Uh, let's see. Uh, t- September 12th of 2003, Valve releases their game distribution software out of beta, which is a little-known platform called Steam. I cannot believe it. Steam is 20 years old. (laughs) What? (laughs) I feel like I just installed Steam, like, last week. But I know I've I've been on Steam since at least, like, 2009, I think, 2010. Was when and I see, got that's on. when I thought Steam started. See, I was did around too. 08, 09. Because like, it was still felt brand new when I got on Steam. So that's crazy. 2003? What is happening? I don't know. <laughs> I could have swore this was later, but when I read that, I'm like, man, it's making me feel yeah. even older. I thought Steam would have been at least post-World of Warcraft. 
And World yeah, of Warcraft same. released. Uh, it was in beta in 2004, released to the public 2005. So I thought Steam was somewhere around 2007, 2008 when it started. Crazy, 20 years. That's nuts. Yeah. No wonder Next they year it. it could legally buy a beverage. They need to hurry up and give us another uh, Portal game. That's what they need to do. Portal 3. Why have we not gotten Portal 3 now? It'll come out a week after Half-Life 3. I don't, yeah, I'll be dead, so by the end. <laughs> I don't talk like that. But um, that brings us to the end of this month of video game history. Before we go into the review tonight, Derek, do you like, would you care to do our uh, Patreon shout-outs, if I can talk? Oh, for sure. Uh, we want to shout-out our awesome patrons over at patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. We want to shout-out James, a.k.a. Jimbo Jr. on our Discord, Travis Martin, Raven, Danny House, Justin Nispel, John West, Daniel Salmon, Mr. B Res Coffee himself, Mike Eveland, Tyler Watson, Axeblade 07, Armes Jackson, Carlos Longoria, aka I am the Rampage. 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 <laughs> Belated birthday as that well. Was a long one. <laughs> that, was, that was for his birthday. Staff Sergeant Sketch, Gus and Penny. Matthew Salmon, Mr. Joey Image, and of course, you can go ahead and say it. Oh, Mama Diamond. Sorry. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was trying. There's so much going on in the chat room. I just, I yeah. have to, I got to ignore them right now because, yeah, apparently, no, all good. Apparently, this is a controversial episode. So <laughs> I think we're going to hear about how, it after this. How so? Well, I, I, I said no, WoW was. Uh, in beta in 2004, but Joey said it was released in 2004. The beta was 2003, so the WoW beta and Steam are the same age. That's insane. I know. That is, abs that is absolutely <laughs> insane. But yeah, getting back to our Patreon, um, if you want to sign up for our Patreon, or Patreon, you can head over to patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro, and for as little as a dollar a month, you get your own RSS feed with ad-free episodes of the podcast, and you get early access to our bonus episodes. This month, you know, we weren't able to do a commentary track, so we did a spoiler-filled uh, episode where we talked about the Ahsoka series. That was a fun which I don't know about you, but I, I had a lot of fun because mm -hmm. I haven't really got to talk with anybody yeah. about Ahsoka, <laughs> so it just I kind of vomited all of it out. Well, that's why I, was, I I knew you were wanting to talk about it too, and I was just like, I haven't talked to anybody about it so like let's just we're not gonna be able to get the commentary track so let's just talk about ahsoka for 45 minutes yeah and it was it was a great time and you know in addition to the the commentary tracks we've done a ton of those from national lampoon's christmas vacation to transformers the movie to you know animated series like gargoyles darkwing duck and tailspin the list is near endless of what we've done. So if you want to head over and be a part of our awesome Patreon community, just head over to patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro and new patrons, be sure to send us your social media information, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, so we can give you a proper shout out. Hey Derek, have you heard the news? What news? We officially have our very own line of coffee at brezcoffeeco.com. That's right. Nerd Cave Retro now has its very own medium roast coffee. If you want to try it yourself or even some of the other awesome flavors like Wizard's Potion, 
which is a butterscotch, caramel, and hazelnut flavored roast. Or the Dragon's Breath Roast, which is a cinnamon dolce flavored roast. They have tons of different flavors, and you can also just get a regular Colombian roast and add any flavor to it that you want. They even keep their seasonal roasts all year round. If you need that boost to get you through those all-night gaming sessions, then head over to brezcoffeeco.com and use the promo code NCR for 10% off your order. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And tonight I will be discussing... Ninja, originally released in Japan as Yami no Shigotonin, Shigo, Shigotonin <laughs> Cage. <laughs> I knew I was not going to be able to get through that. Uh, at The Dark Operative Cage, and later released in Europe and Australia as Blue Shadow. It is a side-scrolling action game developed by Natsume for the Nintendo Entertainment System in 1990. It revolves around a pair of ninjas sent to assassinate a dictator in a futuristic version of New York City. A port was planned for the Game Boy, but was released in a rebranded form as Ninja Gaiden Shadow. Which kind of makes sense, because this game is very, very Ninja (laughs) Gaiden-ish. Like, if you love Ninja Gaiden, you're going to like this game, because it's basically a Ninja Gaiden ripoff. And that was what I was going to ask you about because I watched some gameplay of it and I'm like, wait a minute. This is this is pretty close to Ninja Gaiden. Well, here's the thing. Like this game came out about a year after um well no, what You Ninja Gaiden? Yeah, Ninja Gaiden was 89. Um this came out in uh see, North American December of 1990. So almost 1991 it came out and um so a good year after Ninja Gaiden, and you could definitely tell the people that made this game were fans of the NES version of Ninja Gaiden because Ninja Gaiden, the uh, the NES version, is very different from the arcade version, but they definitely liked what they saw with Ninja Gaiden and was like, we can do that. And I feel like this game is... You remember how we talked before about how there... I think there are three distinct eras to the Nintendo, the, the original NES. There was the first, like, 
first era, which is like from 85 to 87, where you had like the original Super Mario Brothers, all the black box games, Metroid, stuff like that. Then you had mm-hmm. the second era, which is where when all those sequels started to come out, like the Super Mario Brothers 2, uh, Mega Man 2, like all those games started coming out, and they started to figure out what they could get out of the Nintendo hardware. And that's kind of the sweet spot of everybody who loves Nintendo, like that era of games from like 80, 87 to, to 90, like that era. And then from 90 to 94 is the third era where, and starting in 1990 is you have those games where they finally could figure out what they could get out of the Nintendo. Some of the best actual games for the Nintendo were made in this era from 90 to 94, but not a lot of people played them because the Super Nintendo you had the was Super Nintendo out, came out in 91 and pretty, pretty much effectively killed the Nintendo. You know, the NES became the hand-me-down, uh, you know, the console at that point. Like the NES went to the little brother is what happened at that point. But some of the best games came out in that era, and I feel like this game is kind of at the very beginning of that, where you could tell they were... Uh, the gameplay was smooth, like, the game plays well, the graphics are great, the music, like, they were really pushing the Nintendo to do some really cool stuff by this time. And you can really tell when you go back and you look at, say, like, the original Super Mario Brothers, and then you play a game that was released like this one at the end of 90 or end of 91 mm-hmm. that you know, you hit the nail on the head they were figuring out what mm-hmm. they could and couldn't do yeah. because you can tell a very noticeable difference between say like Super Mario Brothers and Super Mario Brothers 3 yeah. like I can still appreciate Super Mario Brothers but 3 is a vastly better game from the mm-hmm. music from the graphics to the gameplay so it it sucks in a sense that you know the Super Nintendo took away a lot of the potential attention and sales that a lot of these games could have had, but they're they're still being you know recognized now. You know, like yeah. we're talking about this one, you know, that came out at the tail end of of the NES's lifespan. Well, I have a, a shameful, embarrassing story to tell about this game. <laughs> Okay. So back in 2015, so we started this this show in 2016. Mm-hmm. And before that, in 2015 is when I really started, uh, is when I, uh, I really started playing retro games again and really got into collecting, you know, getting my collection back and collecting again. Well, this game kind of p- missed me at the time. And I don't know why. It was just, I just, this game was not on my radar for some reason, which is weird because I would have loved this game. As much as I love Ninja Gaiden, I would have loved this game at the time. But for some reason, it just passed me by. I had never even heard of this game until a few years ago or until this moment in 2015. When do you remember I had sent you when I first started collecting again? I had found a guy at the, at the flea market and I bought Ninja Turtles 2 and Mega Man 2. Uh, Nintendo carts, and I sent you the picture. I'm like, I got these for $5 a piece, and I was freaking out. Yeah. Yeah. Because even then, those cartridges were going for a good bit of of money. Well, I bought those two from the the guy, but he had this game, too, at the time. 
and was like, do you want this one too? It's five bucks. And I was like, well, I don't really know that game, so I'm just going to pass up that one for now. No idea. I never played it, didn't know anything about it. Now I look back on it. You know how much that game's going for on eBay right now? A loose cart's going for about a hundred bucks because this what? game is not easy to find. This is not a common game. So I could have had a cart of this for five bucks back in 2015, but I passed it up because I didn't know anything about the game at the time. If I'd have known, I would have picked it up. I mean, you didn't know at the time. So, I mean, I, I, I get the frustration because I've been in you know, situations like that myself, but yeah, that's. That's a little demoralizing. But even still, like, I still should have just picked it up because, I, you know, I was rebuilding my collection at the time, and it was, it was a perfect cart. He wanted five. I should have just picked it up for five bucks and been like, all right, just whatever it is, I'll play it. I would have been happy either way, you know, even if I, if I didn't like the game. I still would have been like, eh, it, you know, it fills a slot in the collection, looks nice on the yeah. shelf. But no, I just, I let it go. And didn't get it. Now I'm looking on eBay. The other night, I was like, you know what? I would really like to have this. I wish I would have bought it then. Let's go see how much it is on eBay because I'd like to have a, a copy of this. Nah, I ain't spending a hundred bucks on a loose cart. Not doing it. Uh, that's just our luck. <laughs> but let let me ask you this. So you, you mentioned it being a, a Ninja Gaiden ripoff. Now, at, at times, that's not a bad thing like it can almost be i won't say a spiritual successor but almost like a love letter to a specific game yeah and what category do you put this game under between those two um oh definitely love letter like it's i say rip off but i don't mean that in a bad way like it's it's done in a good way like if you're gonna if you're going to emulate or you know quote rip off a game Ninja Gaiden's not a bad game to do that to. And if you have the skills, you have the programmers, you have the game designers to do it, do it. Because there's something, there's just something about that fast-paced gameplay, you know, one hit, you know, sword kills, you know, you're jumping and they were, actually, this game was doing something, uh, um, you know, platforming parts of the game that were doing stuff that didn't come into play until Ninja Gaiden 3. Like jumping up and grabbing, um, like you can jump up and grab like uh, you know, uh, uh, like a scaffolding or, or or a pipe or whatever, and then jump up to the next level. Like you can jump up and hang on stuff, and then jump up to another level. They weren't doing that in Ninja Gaiden until Ninja Gaiden Three, so they were adding stuff to it that I think maybe Ninja Gaiden took from them. It was like, hey, what if we put this in Ninja Gaiden? I think it would be pretty cool. And I love when games do that, you know, when it's patterned after a certain, you know, iconic game, like in this case, Ninja Gaiden, but they add elements to it to make it almost a better gaming experience. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, it's, I like it when, especially back then when, when, cause you know, they were always kind of emulating other games. Like they would see a game, do something like, huh, let's put that in this game. But I really think that this game should have been as big as like Ninja Gaiden the way it's looked at today because I think there you know there's always speedrun communities and stuff but why I don't know why there's not a bigger speedrun community around this game because it's built for speedrunning 
I hate to ask this question because I feel like we talk about this with every late era NES game. You think it would have been more popular had it been a launch title for the Super Nintendo? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. I th- I think this would have fit really well on the Super Nintendo. Oh, you know what? The only thing I think is missing from this game that Ninja Gaiden did that this this missing from this. There's no cutscenes telling you the story hmm. in this game. Like the, if you play Ninja Gaiden, Ninja Gaiden was one of the first games to have like full-on cinematic cutscenes in the game. They didn't do that for this game. It sh- and you know, these plot lines for these games are pretty thin at best, but still you could have thrown a few in here and there in between levels. Something. Does it even have like an opening? It does. Yeah, it, 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 you know, it tells you the story of what's going on, but then it just sort of like you jump into the gameplay and that's pretty much it till you get to the end of the game. That's surprising that you know a game that was patterned after Ninja Gaiden, they oh, maybe they ran out of time. Maybe. I I've, I, I have know. no idea. And the cool thing about this game too is there's two um two ninjas that you can use as well you have uh the male ninja which um what is his name um hayate and the other is kaide um what is kunoichi is japanese term for woman okay yeah a woman in orange she uh you can play a male or female which was pretty progressive Back in the day, I mean, the only other games you got to play a female was the Super Mario Brothers 2, um, and, I, well, other than Metroid, but you didn't know she was female till the end, so, I mean, to play an actual female ninja, like, that's pretty cool. In 1990, that's pretty progressive. I dig it. Yeah, no, I really like that. You can even see on the uh, the packaging that there's a, a female ninja standing to the left of the 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 male ninja even yeah. though for some reason she's wearing red instead of orange yeah <laughs> i don't know why but either way that that's that's a really cool element like like you just said that's that was a rare thing with games back then yeah and you also get your um your power up weapons as well in the games you get a, you, you get your throwing stars the sh- uh, shurikens and you get hand grenades um, both which can only be used as long as the player supply lasts. Um, so it's not like Ninja Gaiden where you have, uh, it's called Ninpo, that you have to, f- like a Ninpo meter you got to fill, and, and you use your secondary weapons until your Ninpo is gone. You actually get, like, only so many shurikens and hand grenades in this one. And you also get, um, I can't <coughs> see where it is, but do you know the... What do they call that thing that's like, it's like a hook on the end of a uh, uh, a chain? Like, what is that thing? Oh, I've always called it like a grappling hook. Yeah, something like that, but you can use it to, uh, it's like a, your secondary weapon. It's almost like, use it like a whip, almost, and you can, uh, almost like... Um, uh, what Scorpion uses in Mortal yeah, Kombat. Yeah, 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 that's it, yeah. And you can use it like a whip, you know, like Simon Belmont or whatever, and it's pretty sweet. It's pretty powerful, especially when you're you're using it against bosses. And there are, uh, let's see, there are five levels with 14 stages, uh, with the first four levels being divided into three stages and the final level into two. 
The player fights numerous types of enemy characters throughout each level, including bosses and sub-bosses. And the only, my only complaint about this game, really, is some of the just regular, you know, uh, enemies you come across, just the regular, just rabble you come across, are kind of weird and almost, like, plain, if that makes any sense. Like, there's nothing really... It's like you'll, you'll run across, like, you know, a bald dude throwing a, a boomerang. <laughs> like It looks like me in video game form with my shirt off throwing a boomerang. And, like, that's an enemy. I'm like, give me something weird, you know? Like, in Ninja Gaiden, you had, like, you know, boxers and, like, dudes with baseball bats and stuff, like, wearing football helmets. Like, just weird stuff, you know? Now I'm just picturing you in video game form throwing <laughs> boomerang. Yeah, like I ran uh, across some enemies. I'm just like, uh, y'all didn't even try, did you? Maybe it was a time thing, or I don't know. Maybe, maybe the creative behind that wasn't uh, wasn't that great. I do have to ask this though about the the grappling hook. Uh -huh. When you used it, were you tempted to pull a scorpion and yell, "Get him!" Yeah. <laughs> it'd be cool if you could use it and then actually pull someone to you but it acts more like a like you know simon belmont's whip than anything else right and here's an interesting little factoid i just ran across natsume began development on the game boy version following the nes release however the publishing rights of the game were picked up by tecmo and the title was subsequently revised as a Ninja Gaiden 1991 spinoff, Ninja Gaiden Shadow, which was also developed by the Nagoya division of Natsume. So it's the same people. <laughs> well, all right. Yeah, well, that's that answers the question. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know why it wouldn't be... It would be so easy to just slap a Ninja Gaiden label on this. You don't even have to really change anything other than, you know, making him, changing him from purple to, to blue, basically. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Ryu was pur basically purple. Uh, he had, had his, you know, his blue gi on, on on the cover, but he was actually purple in the game. So it wouldn't have to right. change much and just call him Ryu and not, uh, what's his name in here? Um, keep oh it's hayate yeah i mean to be perfectly honest you know when i started you know watching some gameplay of this if i had not read anything about it i would have just assumed that this was a ninja gaiden spinoff yeah because of how how similar it was and i mean maybe they should have done that i i don't know i mean it it seems like a good enough game on its own you know i haven't played it so i can't really speak to that but look wise i mean it, it looks like a fun game i think the graphics are good it sounds good so i i just think you know the fact that it came out so late in the nes's lifespan was both a a good thing as well as a detrimental thing to it yeah and that's the sad part about a lot of these games that came out you know post 1990 from like 90 late 90 to the end of the NES, you had so many good games in there, but they, they're not a lot of people played them because you had games like Metal Storm, 
Uh, you know, Shatterhand was a great game, but not a lot of people played those games. Now, I'm glad that they, they put this on the uh, the Switch Online, uh, under the Nintendo uh, Online, because this it's a pretty good game, and it plays well. And even, you know, if you have a Switch subscription, just go play it for a while. I mean, it's one of those games, and once you start playing it, it's a little, I mean, it's Nintendo hard, but... It's it's a fun kind of hard. Yeah, I definitely plan on trying it out, you know, sometime this week. You know, you told me the other day that it was on the the Switch Online store, so I, I'll check it out, you know, later this week. All right, I think you will dig it, and then you're gonna want to buy a copy of it, and then you're gonna see that it's a hundred bucks on eBay, and kick yourself in the ass for not buying it <laughs> in 2015. Oh wait, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> if I was going to say, if you, if you need, I'll just, <laughs> if I ever find a copy, I'll just film myself trying to kick myself in the yeah. ass. Uh, see, in the greatest hits special issue of GamePro, uh, gave it a near perfect score of 23 out of 25 and called it an above average ninja fair with top of the line graphics and fast paced gameplay, gameplay and a top flight fast paced action cart. Uh, Electronic Gaming Monthly in particular praised the game's superb graphics and sound, and Nintendo Power featured it in the 1991 article Weird Heroes for supposedly featuring the first male and female team in video game history. So look at that. The first game to do it. I just hate that it's included in an article called Weird Heroes. Yeah, why? (laughs) Why is that so weird? It's it's almost like a passive-aggressive way of acknowledging it. But that's cool, though. I mean, it's a really yeah. good game, and I don't really have much bad to say about it. It's it's a pretty for as far as NES games go, it's pretty solid. So I think this would if this is not in a top twenty five NES best list, I I don't know why it wouldn't be there. No, I from what you've told me, I would agree. But out of ten, I think I would give this a solid eight. This is a really good Nintendo okay. game. I like that. Even yeah. selling me even more to check it out. Yeah, go play it. it. I mean, it's very simple to find it now. It's right there on the Switch Online, so just go play it for a bit. Oh, Joey has a good idea for a top five. Top five old gaming magazines. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I used to love Electronic Gaming Monthly and Nintendo Power. Yeah, those were my two go-tos. Uh, yeah, he mentions GamePro. GamePro was a good one, too. Yeah, but the Electronic Gaming Monthly was always like five times the size of all other magazines. <laughs> it was like You, you could use like, that thing as a weapon. I know. You felt like you were getting your money's worth with that one. Uh, agreed. But, uh, but anything else? I think that's going to bring me to the end of that. Anything else you want to say about uh, Shadow of the Ninja before we leave it for this evening? No, I don't think so. I think you pretty much covered it. But uh, like I said, next week, everybody, is going to be top five scariest gaming moments. So top five moments that scared you the most. And yes, it can be facing uh, Mike Tyson for the first time and stuff like that. doesn't have to be a horror game, just anything that scared you in in a game. I can't wait. That's going to be a really fun list to do. I can't wait to see everybody's. And uh, next month is uh, Halloween Horror Month, so we're going to be doing 
um, horror games most of the month, and I think I'm going to be doing some uh, some streaming of Nightmare on Elm Street for the NES here soon, so keep an eye out for that on my YouTube channel. And um, let's see, yep, anything I've, else? Uh, I've... I was going to say, in going off of that, I've already picked my my two games, so Ooh. I put them in the put them in the show notes. Oh, okay. Let's see. Oh, I like those. Yeah. Oh, I can't it, wait. I did Splatterhouse for the TG sixteen, but I think you should do it as well because I don't think you got to play it. Mm. I haven't played it yet. Ooh, I can't wait to hear what you say. About okay. It. <laughs> cool. That's all right. We can always redo something. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, we've done some revisits. Yeah. But uh, but um, anything else before we go? What's going on with the Derek Diamond experience this week? So uh, another fun episode. If you're a fan of the X-Men, the animated series from the 90s, I think you'll really enjoy this week's Derek Diamond experience because I got to chat with Cal Dodd, a.k.a. the voice of Wolverine himself talked with me for 45 minutes and it was one of my favorite interviews I've ever done. That's awesome. <laughs> and he also, you know, I had to ask, he tells a hilarious story about the first time he met Hugh Jackman. Oh, awesome. After he, after he was cast as Wolverine. I didn't get to listen to it today, but I get to listen to it tomorrow. So I'll let you know when I get to, to what you're yeah. talking about. <laughs> it's a, it's a really, it's a really fun chat. So uh, you can head over to linktree.com slash D diamond podcast for that. Um, and the next day or so, I'm going to be putting out a poll for my next top five. It's either going to be top five movies from the Marvel Cinematic Universe, or because we're going to be going into October, thinking about doing top five horror movie moments. Oh, I like that. Ooh. Yeah. So I'm going to post out a poll on my social media tomorrow. So everybody head over to uh, Twitter and Instagram at D Diamond Podcast uh, to vote. Sorry, my brain started going into my favorite horror movie moments. I'm like, oh, <laughs> what am I going to put? There's going to be so many. Yeah. Um, Joey Image in the chat room says, Derek, what was with the WWE tweet you, you put out? Oh, so when I shared the, the Cal Dodd interview, for some reason it corrected weak to WWE, and oh. I didn't see it. <laughs> and then I didn't even yeah. notice it until Joey commented on it, and I'm like, oh, and then I deleted it and, and fixed it. So <laughs> okay, <laughs> my my mistake. Uh, That's uh, what happens when you tweet in a hurry. Yeah, uh, it happens to me all the time. Stupid autocorrect. Yeah. Um. So for this week on the Open Micers podcast, we just uh, dropped a video today of Jacob eating uh, for our Patreon last month for or this month for the Open Micers. Uh, we made Jacob eat the. The Thailand Burger King Mega Cheeseburger that had, uh, actually it was supposed to be 20 slices of cheese, but it actually had 21 slices of cheese on it. And uh, he almost died. <laughs> so go watch that video on uh, on my YouTube page. And also uh, we had Mr. Tom Cotter, comedian Tom Cotter, on the show last week. And uh, he was hilarious. So go check it out at Open Micers on Twitter, Instagram, and OpenMikers.com takes you to the website. Yeah, no, it was a really good episode. You guys have been doing some really good interviews over the last few weeks. Yeah, let's hope we can just keep, we can keep this momentum up. <laughs> it's getting yeah, getting like it's, when, when's the it's other much shoe? harder to maintain <laughs> momentum than it is to get it. Yeah, like when's the other shoe gonna drop? Everything's going too good. <laughs> I know the feeling. 
but um, that's going to bring us to the end of the episode. Derek, is there anything else before we walk out the door tonight? Let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. If you want to email us, you can email us at nerdcaveretro at gmail.com. Nerdcaveretro.com is our link tree. That takes you to our Facebook, all of our social media stuff. Our Patreon and our merch shop, which is at ncrmerch.com. You can go get t-shirts, hats, stickers, magnets, bugs, bugs, bags, and mugs. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever your nerdy heart desires. Follow us on social media at NerdCaveRetro, at JFunktastic, and at Derek underscore Diamond. And as usual, please leave us a five-star review. Or, you know, even if you hate us, go leave something wherever you listen to the show. It helps get us in front of more people and helps us out. So, Derek, please tell them what it's all about. May the way of the hero lead to the Triforce. Freeze. Learn it well. Voice the chilling sound of your doom. This podcast is a Zoo House LLC production. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited-edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide.